investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school, so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Final Care and Hospice. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan or budget, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. This is a challenging topic, but one that is so necessary. If you have aging family, you should begin researching now what your options are. This is not a podcast on funerals and end-of-life planning. That's in episode 60, and elder care is covered in episode 65. Today, I want to talk about finding a caring and compassionate facility or making plans for home care when hospice is needed. It may seem premature to even consider this topic, but when a loved one needs this type of care, it can be thrust upon you, and trying to make these decisions when emotions are high or when you're needing to provide care is a huge challenge. It's possible that your loved one's discharged to a rehab facility, and you don't already know where you'd like them to go, or you're stuck with accepting the place that a hospital or caseworker finds and moving them on their own timeline. Sadly, what Medicare will cover may not be the facility that you'd like your loved one in. And if they have not planned for additional funds through retirement plans or long-term care, they may not have the money for choices either. You can start by looking at rehab centers near you or other forms of assisted living. Get inside. Tour the facilities. You may not find the place you're looking for right away, but you'll be able to eliminate many this way. Look at the staff and staffing ratios. How many care workers are there per residence? Is there an RN on site or just on call? None of this will guarantee availability when you need it, but you'll know where you don't want them to go. This also applies to loved ones that need support due to memory care issues. Once that time arrives that they can no longer be cared for in the home, you'll want to know where they're going to go. Hospital care or end-of-life care is quite often sudden. Even if your loved one has been ill, this type of transition can still seem like a sudden choice. Acadia Healthcare Solutions found that 42% of people died at home, 40% in a hospital, 7% in hospice, 7% in a nursing facility, and 5% in an ER. The amount spent in the final months ranges from $32,379 in a hospital all the way down to 4,760 at home. It's imperative that advanced care planning be done so that wishes at the end of life can be met. An advanced directive, a living will and durable power of attorney for healthcare are triggered if you become incapacitated or unable to speak for yourself. It lets family and medical professionals know what kind of care you want provided. And this can be altered at any time even while you're in the hospital, so that your decision regarding CPR, ventilators, IV food or fluids, and even comfort care can be changed. When relieving your suffering is the only meds given, any changes and your wishes will be followed. This document lets you decide what a meaningful life looks like for you. The Living Well tells doctors how to treat you when you can no longer make your own decisions. Here you can explicitly describe what procedures you do and don't want and when you do and don't want them to happen. Don't worry, you can change your mind at any time, including in the hospital 
while being treated. The durable power of attorney is a legal document where you get to name the person or persons that will be allowed to make medical decisions for you when you can't. Choose someone who understands your wishes and values and will act as you want them, not as they'd want for you. It's most common in regards to if you want to be resuscitated when your heart stops beating to have a DNR or intubated, DNI, when you can't breathe on your own. This can also be called a DNAR, do not attempt resuscitation, or AND, allow to die naturally. My own experience was one that once my family member no longer wanted to be saved at all costs, the hospital immediately honored their wishes. Johns Hopkins has a website with an article called Hospice Discharge that was very helpful at hopkinsmedicine.org. One very important experience I had was where the patient goes after being discharged from the hospital. When your loved one can't care for themselves, but also no longer qualifies for hospital care because they no longer need the high level of medical attention, where do they go? Hospitals are expensive and expose patients to infection. So once they can no longer get better, they will discharge the patient. To receive care, there are skilled nursing or rehabilitation centers that oversee continuing care. The problem is that discharge for an obviously not well person can seem unexpected to the family. Your loved one is clearly not better, and may never be, but will no longer be allowed to stay in the hospital and can even be discharged the day that you receive that news. Now what do you do? Unless you have experience with this in some way, it's almost inconceivable how quickly this discharge can happen. The hard part is, where do they go? Again, this can be completely unexpected, and more than likely, where they go is out of your hands and in the discharge planners. Then, what's available, the cost of staying there, and level of need will determine where they go. Again, in my own experience, even in a highly populated, economically sound area, the level of care was questionable. So what do you do now? If there's any way to quickly visit facilities, even if it means leaving your loved one alone in the hospital for a while, it's worth every minute to find a place that you want them in. The good news is, if there is any at this time, that Medicaid and Medicare do cover most expenses relating to hospice once a terminal diagnosis is made. The bad news is that although most Americans say they want to die at home, this can cause many families a lot of grief. Hospice care for those who are in the last phases of an incurable disease is available to treat the symptoms of the disease and care for the patient, but it will not act to cure them. It's typically used when the person is not expected to live for more than six months. Palliative care is used to manage the symptoms and provide comfort, including pain relief, at any stage of a serious illness. It also uses specialized professionals to help manage the mental, physical, emotional, social, and spiritual issues for the patient and family who care for them. Respite care is available for families and friends to allow time away from caregiving. This is inpatient care for up to five days so that rest can be given to those who provide care to include vacation or even special events. In that way, family can try and recharge before providing care again. Bereavement care is available once your loved one has passed, helping those who provide care support from a trained volunteer, clergy, or counselor through phone calls, visits, and other support groups for up to one year. 
It's amazing how quickly someone can begin to fail and need more care than they did before. Be prepared and do your research so that you can be ready for this final stage in yours or a loved one's life. You can provide comfort by enjoying each other's company, listening to them, even if it's hard to hear what they have to say. Enjoy memories with them, support them spiritually, and finally, celebrate their life. It's been proven to provide a better quality of life in their final days, allowing them and you to come to terms with death and experience a less stressful passing. Thanks for listening to Finances and Final Care and Hospice. I know you chose to listen and I am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps people find me more easily. Also, please let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics that you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.